Uh. Some of my peoples one time. What up, y'all? You were not rocking with the best. This is Across the Intersection Podcast. This is AJ. I'm in here with Eve and Avery. Hello, everybody. Oh, man. I like that intro, though. You did it a little bit more energetically. I like that. Oh, yeah. That's what happens when I drink my coffee right before we get started. So Yeah, you got it. Normally, I drink it like 30, 40 minutes, so that's five minutes. But, uh, of course, this is Across the Intersection Podcast, and you can ingest our wonderful podcast on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, um, Google Play, um, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. Um, if you are on that Apple platform, please give us five stars. I know it's a bunch of y'all listening on Apple, because Apple just crossed a trillion dollars in uh, valuation. So I know it's some of y'all listening on iTunes right now. So Did if you, you listen, trillion with a T. Trillion with a T. Yeah, that that joint was on CNBC and all that. So if there's wow. people out there, I know you're listening right now, and you got your iPhones out, you got your iPads, you're listening to Across the Intersection. I want you to pause the podcast. I want you to go over to the review and rating. I want you to give us a good review, and I want you to click on those five stars. That's what I want you to do. The rest of you, y'all just subscribe. So if you want Android, subscribe, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the other ones, you can go ahead and subscribe. That's a blessing, too. But if you want that Apple joint, go ahead and give us those five stars. So, mm. um, As always, you can hit us up. Um, you Hit us up on social media um, across the intersection on Facebook um, and across this on Twitter. Mm. Um, and across this one on the Grizzam, um, please continue to follow us on social media. We're going to start doing some more stuff on social media. I think the Instagram jumps kind of falling off. I'm not big on Instagram, so but Twitter, Twitter's my joint. So um, if you hit us up on Twitter, we will shoot you back. Um, one of us will shoot you back, and we will we engage on Facebook as well, um, as you found out a couple weeks ago. So, um, I see. So if they clap forward. We clap back. Clap back. back. Yeah. I see. There we is. <laughs> um, and uh, as always, you can follow me on social media. I'm at Divinimus, D I V E N O M O U S, on all platforms. E to the V to the on Twitter if you want to take a look at my crazy. Uh. <laughs> your your brand of crazy. My brand of crazy. So, but yeah, but but just going back to this Apple thing, that joint was uh that was pretty crazy when I saw it. I I couldn't believe that uh. A company was worth half a trillion dollars. I mean, you know, worth a trillion dollars. Yeah, I was I was watching your boy uh, Kramer on Mad Money. He was like, uh, and it, it could go higher. He was like, it's talking about how it can go higher. Yeah, that's one. That's that's one company. So that's crazy. Um. Uh. Yeah. Anyway. And you know what he was talking about that people are not talking about that Apple has this big stock buyback initiative in their company. They're trying to own themselves outright. They're okay. not. They're no longer trying to be a publicly traded company. They're buying back millions and millions of dollars in their own stock to be able to be wholly owned themselves, which I think is dangerous. I don't think people realize that that a company that big would no longer be beholden to shareholders. That's just kind of that's you know. Anyway, we just throwing out uh you know signs out there for people who listen. So anyway, um and. Going with the same file of creepy and crazy stuff that went on this week, I just I'm I'm gonna pull a segue wherever I can. Oh no! Yeah. Um, What's up? Our our president, your your and and my favorite president this week, um, publicized a a, a meeting with some uh, pastors from the black context, from the uh, African diaspora, <laughs> some some African diaspora Native blacks. Um, so native browns and blacks and and almonds, you know, they were they were a bunch of different shades in there. 
Um, and they had a nice little round table. Now, if I'm not mistaken, they did this before. Trump did this before about a year ago. So this is not the the first time that right. he decided to have um, a photo op with some uh, black pastors. Um, I think you know this is. I think he's a. I think the photo op was part of the actual. Meeting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was part of it, but, but don't yeah. think he was going to negate that part. That, well, that's all I'm saying. Trump comes from that world. You know, he comes from yeah. the Apprentice, and he understands the 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 optic part as well as the content of whatever you're going to talk about. He like we sometimes forget about the optics. We'll just do stuff. Believe me, he has that in his mind. Would the well, meeting have yeah, even let, taken place? Would the meeting have even taken place if those cameras were not there? So it's more good. Good point. So it's more than just is it. It's more than just a photo op. I just want to be clear yeah. that depending on the nature of the context or the content, is document. It's a document. It's an audio visual document of of uh, of what's going of what's going on. And I I I, I just want to I just want to say that because when people just hear photo op. You know, you just kind of like leave it at that, mm-hmm. and people don't take the time to delve deeper. They just it's campaign material for twenty twenty. We're only a year and a half away, and you know, campaign season start next year, bro. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I understand that. I understand that. So you continue. That's crazy that we already passed the halfway point in this. That's dude's, crazy. Um, yeah, I think it is a uh, the the points you made about it being a document. I think that that again is something that is true. That a lot of people don't realize, like it's an archived piece of history. Yes, that this meeting took place on this day with cameras and recorders and et cetera, et cetera. And, and, yes, and what was spoken as well was recorded too. So, you know. So let's let's get into because I think you know if if for many of you who are listening, you know there was the meeting. There, there's kind of three parts. There was the optics of the meeting, right? There were. Um, the items or issues that were discussed and then there's the pushback yep it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like three or backlash yeah thank you it's kind of like three parts of this particular thing that's going on so the the first part i think which is the easiest to just sort of dissect is the optics right you got trump president trump rally tweet man himself right at at the round table with a majority African-American pastors. The visual optics to some people are not going to be very good. To some people, all they're going to see, you could talk about, they could be talking about anything. They could be talking about reparations. We're going to give you all money. It doesn't matter, right? If those guys are sitting there with Trump to a certain segment of the population, it's going to be, oh, you coon in, you know, to the Tariq Nasheed of the world, right? You coon in. You shuffling, you scraping. You know, uh, by the way, Tariq could sponsor me anytime. Um, but yeah, well, yeah, it, it, Black Twitter mostly. I, I wouldn't necessarily, I, I, but I get where you're going. <laughs> black Twitter, yeah, yeah. So I think that's just part of it, and I mean that's something that has to be taken into consideration. You know, certain people will tune you out just based on the optics. Unfortunately, that shouldn't people, be the way. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of, people, of people. Yeah, most people. That shouldn't be the way it is. That that you know that it is, but it that it that's what it is. Some people are, are going to look and say, "Oh, they out there shucking and jiving at Uncle Tom," and I'm out. Bloop, and they just gonna you know completely tune it out. So I just think that that's an optic. Even though Uncle know. Tom was a good guy, it was Sambo that was the a- yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it was Sambo. Yeah, but you know sometimes the media provokes that sort of oh yeah you know, they stoke backlash, the flames. But sometimes they're responding to it because they see the complaints that you know people have. And you know my my thought on the optic, I think just to close that particular part of it is, I think that uh, these guys should have been aware of that. 
And maybe this meeting takes place without the cameras, right? Maybe they say, you know what, President Trump, you know, Mr. Trump, whatever you call him, Massa, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call him, right? Maybe you say, yes, we're willing to meet. We want to sit down. We want to chop it up. Can we do it without the cameras? Because there are lots of meetings that 45 has without cameras. So are you saying that because they did not say that, that they too liked the fact that the cameras were there? Well, probably, but I think, you know, that they opened themselves up to the backlash. Whatever we think of the backlash, okay. you know, whatever we think of it is irrelevant because the moment you bring the cameras in, you open yourself up to that. Interesting. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So one, um, I'm not sure. Did you research? Was that request made? Do you know? I mean, nah, I don't know personally. No. Oh, okay. So that, that's, so oh, that's, you think they, they could have made the request? I mean, made. that's a hypothetical. You don't know. Like, like I, I, I don't have that view. Okay. Um, I don't have that view at all. Uh, we live in a society that is a surveillance society. Right. And, that's the first thing. Everybody's got a camera. Everybody's trying to watch a video. Everybody's trying to see things and, oh, what happened? Somebody get shot, release the camera footage and all this other stuff, right? So I don't see any issue with them um, meeting with the uh, uh, with such a high office in, in public view. I don't have any issue with that at all. Um, everything to me, in fact, I, I, w- I would almost prefer to see it so that I can make up my own mind as to what took place. No, I'm, so, I'm not saying that I disagree. I'm just saying yeah. that the segment of people that will tune them out based the, on the optics. So those segment of people, if it wasn't recorded, wouldn't even known about it. They wouldn't read anything. They wouldn't. All they do Trump's is respond is to public op- knowledge, though. Huh? So they might not have seen these optics, but they would have seen it on, on Trump's schedule and the media so, would have reported accordingly. Going to disagree because people don't read and they don't research. All they do is look at photos. What I'm saying is that the media would have had something to report on that at least a meeting had taken place and people would have still responded. Okay. Uh-huh. That's well, it. maybe because there's a lot of things that they don't report on. And yeah, and there's a sure. huge thing going on right now that they're not reporting on. And I can we can talk about that another time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm... I believe me. I, I hear what you're saying, and and to me, the optics didn't matter because I was gonna sit down like, all right, let's see what's okay. popping. But the there's a certain segment yeah. that we're gonna get into yeah. later. You know, once they see the optics, that's they it. they tune out anything well, that you yes. were talking about, and they're already tuned out. So yeah. you know, but, but people- I think that these guys, you know, and make and to your point, they may have brought it up. I'm just saying, once you know the cameras are gonna be on, in your mind, you have to know now. All right, it's gonna be some cast that's gonna come at me. Just based off the optics alone, yeah, not even sure, the, you know, sure. the, the and that's, content. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, as a, as a, uh, as a man, um, and I hope this probably t- moves us into the what we're gonna uh, the next the next layer. Um, but as a as a man, one must not concern themselves with the negative backlash that they are going to experience. Um, they 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 it, it, it is a matter of thought and concern, but one must not operate in fear based off of a particular backlash, if what it is they're doing is based out of righteousness. Oh, and that's definitely. what these men believe. They believe so, that if they were really afraid, then they wouldn't have gone in the first place. And that's part of what their defense, especially the defense of John Gray, has been. He's like, I knew there would be a backlash, so I had to have a strong conviction to go. Otherwise, I would not have gone at all. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that and you know, that that is the the next layer and it's the backlash. Right? Again, no matter what you talk about, you know, no no matter what you talk about, there's there's going to be, you know, backlash because of the optics. So you have the optic piece. All right. Now, how do I deal with 
the backlash, you know, and for, for those of you who haven't seen it, um, John Gray, he's one of the pastors who was at this meeting and um, he's a pastor out of South Carolina, out of Greenville. Um, I actually know some people who used to be in that church before he took it over and after he took it over. Um, but his former post was uh, at a church run by what Joel Osteen. Yeah, he's from the Joel Osteen tree. He's yeah. from that, that sort of that that tree. Yeah, of, and uh, then there was a group. reality show. He has a lot of yeah. a lot of things in his. He history. has a talk show. He's on the the, the preachers. So he's yeah. he's doing a lot. Um, but he did that Don Lemon interview on the second. So that was two days ago. He did an interview on CNN with with Don Lemon, which Don Lemon essentially presented the the constituency of people who were going to be pushing back based on the optics, right? On the optics alone. Because yeah. Don didn't really spend too much time getting into on the meat policy. of what, yeah, on see, the policy. Yeah, he didn't spend any he time was, on that. He spent the majority of the interview focusing on the optics. He was, he was spent the majority of the in- interview being emotional. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're focused on optics, then yes, you probably yes. are going to be in your feelings, right? Yes. You're going to get you, you're going to be you're in your feelings because these black pastors, some of some of whom you may have idolized or looked up to or whatever, now they're sitting with 45, and you in your feelings, and that's who Don Lemon was representing. He was representing those people. How could you? You well, sold us out. He, you know, which that, means that was that. he. But was he doing journalism? You know, it's a shame in some short, in some small ways that America is not a monolith because otherwise we'd get together and demand journalism. And so my question is: Do these journalists actually get to do journalism anymore, or are they always thinking about viewers and ratings and what? They need to say to these interviewees to keep an audience. And here's the funny part. It's actually funny that Trump is the one that's coming out saying fake news. He's because always done that. if we really want to keep it 100, a lot of what we're watching is fake news. It's just people tune that joint out because it's coming from Trump. But when you have how many other Don Lemons, quote unquote, I'm not trying to pick on Don. He's just the guy we're talking about that just want to stoke fire, right? Just want to do things based on optics. Just want to be emotional. They have competition. There's ra- there are ratings they're, that they exactly, have to keep yeah, up. They, they're ratings. Yeah. So they, the they, they all have to do it. Exactly. Yeah. But there's no true journalism. So it's like I wonder if that whole ideology of quote unquote fake news had come from some other source other than Trump. Would people be like, yeah, you know what? We got to hold these journalists to a higher standard. Well, there, there, there are people um, who there's a whole segment of a huge swath um, of people who do recognize that the, the mainstream media outlets manipulate the public's mind. All of, uh, all of folks at his rallies, I know. <laughs> no, no. Liberal and conservative. No, yeah, 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 both. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. and I mean, you're laughing, but... Um, it, it's 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 frustrating um, because like people think that they're woke, but they don't read and they don't get to the point in the heart of the matter. People are just focused on emotionalism. So you're, you're saying you're, you're so you're not just talking about the um, programmed and brainwashed person that just looks at Fox News, for example, and just regurgitates. You're talking about the person who declares themselves woke that they're basically doing the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. That they're basically in an echo chamber, well, the, just like the person who doesn't think critically. Yeah, I would, I would, I would oh, yeah. absolutely say that. We're all and, in our silos. Everybody's in their silo. Yeah, well. And they just go up, you yeah, know, but, rather than going across, they it, all just go up in their silos. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I would say that. Um, I would say though that there is no exploration of actual um, real 
policy that is responsible, that thinks about uh, the future of the environment that you're in. Like you either want to be a citizen here or you don't. And the problem is that the, 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 the divisiveness that is constantly promoted the gays, the Muslims, the blacks, like identity. I, you know, I said politics. this. Yeah, identity politics. Exactly. I said this that Don Lemon has absolutely nothing in common with John Gray outside of the color of their skin, and quite honestly, they don't even match because John is is darker, and, and you know, and Don got some. You know, he's lighter. He got a little they, bit of lemon in him. Yeah, he got a little bit of lemon in him, and so there's actually nothing. There's nothing that they have in common ideologically. Do you understand what I'm saying? They both got two legs and two arms. Yeah, and and yet, and yet, like, and yet there is like, hey, brother, you a brother, brother, brother. And it's like, no, like, you don't even really, you don't worship the same God. You don't and see that's have why the I same principles. Should have pushed back on. Yeah, yeah, like you don't have. We don't have the same principles. You don't care about. You don't care about the, the 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 next generation. You say you you pretend like you care about the next generation, but if you cared about the next generation, you would have another generation. You would be for the production of another generation, which goes into um, the 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 uh, the man and a man and a woman having a child. Like you don't have a nation if you don't have you a don't, family. You don't have a a strong family. A mother and a, a father and a mother that can produce a a son and a daughter. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like like there is no there is that that all they do all they do is just read these statistics and they, they have talking points and they just gonna stick to their talking. Yeah, points, I mean, you know they, what I'm saying? and they're they, not gonna deviate. They are circular. They're, they're, it's more than just talk. It's less than just talking points. It's circular reasoning where they don't actually get to the heart of the matter to try to actually solve something. The whole point of it. Is to oppose, to oppose, to oppose, to, to oppose, oppose, just for the sake of yes, opposing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. provide controversy so that you have more eyes on your screen, and they're not going uh, to another channel. It, it, Again, I mean, that's, that's my point about but, fake news. I mean, so, and that's that is the 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 root of a lot of this, which is why I was saying if this was coming from someone other than Trump and his camp, I think people would take it more seriously. It's like most of these cats, right, it, most of these cats, they they have to, or you're gonna be off the air, right? It, you know. Yes, but it, it's more than just you. They have to, or they're going to be off the to air. To them, it's not more. That's what I'm saying. But to I'm you saying it is. it's no. I'm, you don't think they, that's all you think about? I'm I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help. Like that <laughs> is one. That's one aspect of it mm-hmm. is ratings and uh, trying to sell uh, um, uh, eyeballs to so the sponsors can make yeah. money. That's one aspect of it. But the other political aspect is to cause chaos. To cause chaos, to oppose, to oppose is a strategy. So let me ask you a, a strategy question: of if, who, if they were causing the I'm chaos, I'm glad that you asked. Yes, a strategy of who? Right. Uh-huh. If, if if they were causing the chaos because but not ne- getting ratings, yes. Do you think they would still be on the air? Huh? If they were if they were following the script and causing the chaos but not garnering the ratings, do you think they would still be on the air? Yeah, and that's and, and that goes for any of them because ratings is the bottom line. And it sounds like you're saying that there is a puppet master behind no, that. Right. That's one that that's one benefit is the ratings. But when you there's a there's a political agenda, there's a socialist agenda. I don't know if you all have been focusing on what took place in New York with this Alexandria Alexandria Osceo Cortez woman. Have you paid attention to that? 
this no. Jim Crowley uh, incumbent Democrat that was um, ousted by this uh, 28-year-old Combination girl on Alexandria. NPR. Yeah, I've heard of some, about something like this that. Is on NPR. Huge, this is a huge thing. Come on, y'all. Y'all got to be on this no, stuff. I like, mean, this is, this is, I mean, I'm saying got to be on it if we're talking about this topic. Like, this, well, what you, I'm you saying. You just kind of transferred to that topic. Yeah, so I what did. Is, I yeah. did. Well, so, so this has happened like about a month and a half, two months ago, whatever it was. But this, this woman purports herself as a democratic socialist, like straight up and down. She's a socialist. And so what that means, what that means is that so socialism comes out of um, cultural Marxism and Marxism, and that is the idea of egalitarianism, right? But the problem, and, and what egalitarianism basically means is that that's a that that is a, um, a that that's a they're trying to word things nicely by saying everybody's equal and nobody everybody's equal and everybody's special, like that whole thing, right? But really. What the goal, what comes along with that, that's a very nice way of doing of saying two things. Um, one, they are proponents of expressing every repressive thought that a human being has. Do you understand what I'm saying? Welcome, and, ladies and gentlemen, to the tangential podcast. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 I. So I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to show You're you trying like to make a I'm trying to make a connection to what Don Lemon was doing. Although is I have what, to say, America is a democratic is democratic socialist anyway. Otherwise, we wouldn't well, have socialist systems it's like a, social security. It's a it's a mixed economy. It's, it is a mixed economy. It's but a mixed, for people I, to make it seem like there's no socialism. Or I didn't say that it wasn't with I, socialism in the United States. It manifests in this in the United States. I, like I, like most things, we where most people I think most individuals who have an agenda are unwilling to edify the positives of something else like there are positives of socialism there are negatives of socialism there are positives in communism but there are negatives in communism that might get my house bombed out you know if uncle sam is listening right there are positives. communism is socialism it's i'm just i'm just thing. bringing up these different ideologies yeah. They are they, they are different ideologies. They're not the exact same. They thing. are the there same. Are, there thing. are no, political but, and economic systems. That's what people yeah, need to understand. Are, exactly. For They're democracy, the, systems, the yeah. economic system is capitalism. So we just have to make a distinction. Yeah, all these things have positives, no, but they no, have no, negatives. No, no, no. Well, then we just have to no, disagree. I'm, but I don't agree with yeah, you. Yeah, but so. I'm saying that I've, I, I'm actually studying this right saying. now. You, you, you're not. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to help to. I, I understand, but I do not agree with all your points. That's all I'm saying. I, I hear you. You've been saying it. Yes, and I'm just saying. Yeah, but how you? me if I didn't actually say the whole thing. <laughs> but you because were, I want to get back to the topic, but you're saying that socialism and Marxism and all these other things are exactly the same. I'm saying they're not. They all have similarities, but they are all not exactly the same. That's just where we disagree. So, okay, That's so all then I'm what, saying. What's the difference then since you're saying it's not the I'm same? I'm trying to get back to the Don Lemon and John Gray interview. This is not where I was trying to go. That's all I was saying. My, right now, the, the, the point of the matter is, yes, I agree. Don Lemon had an agenda that he was trying to push. That's not what John Gray was talking about. I w- we were just we were supposed to just be using that as an example to kind of steer us back on the drink. That's mm-hmm. I'm not really trying to get into this because this is not what we was going to talk about today. And welcome everybody to the Tangential well, Podcast. But Don, Don Lemon comes from a particular ideology. That's that's clear as day. That's clear as the sky is blue. John Gray should have been aware of that before doing that interview. Just like he should have been aware of the backlash that would have come from the optics of sitting with Donald Trump. These guys are 
clueless to a certain degree. That's the point I want to get to. A lot of these guys are clueless to these facts. I'm not saying that your facts are false, but that's not the point that we was trying to get to. The point of it is that most of these guys are oblivious to that. They're oblivious to the fact that Don Lemon and his ilk on CNN and Fox have that agenda. They have that agenda. I don't agree with Don's agenda. I don't know agenda. if I agree that they're oblivious to that. These men are not stupid. He didn't have enough nuances in his answer. His an- he answered the questions that Don Lemon asked. And but so what did he for answer? him to what when he when he was talking about his motive for even going to see Donald Trump, he talked about a spiritual motive. He mentioned some things about the policy, but he didn't get into deep detail about it because Don Lemon didn't ask. And so I think it's important to, you know, when we look at that whole interview to see that Gray was responding to the questions. Now, if he was he could have been more deft at always pushing that that policy part. He could have done that and said, OK, well, let's get back to the real point. The policy was this, that and the other. But he responded to the questions. That's all. I don't think that I think that pastors, you know, the the men who are around that table, as much as people want to make them seem like caricatures, they're not the dumb, overweight pastor of a storefront, you know, who's never been to seminary. These are, you know, these aren't stupid people. They knew that there would be a backlash and they knew that it would be framed in a certain way. How could you not believe that grown, educated men would not would not know that they've lived in America their whole lives and they are public figures. They knew that there would be a backlash. And so I'm not going to be somebody who could sit here and say these dumb people did not know. I'm not well, calling them and, dumb, and, and, and you know, I and, hope people are not taking it. Like no, that. no, I'm not saying that you're saying they're dumb. But what I'm saying is, if they did not know, there would be, <laughs> there, there would be, you know, there's no. They knew exactly what they were getting into, and at least from John Gray's perspective, and I don't have, you know, there's a lot of things that we could say about whether they should have gone to this meeting or not. But from his perspective, he knew about the backlash and he knew what would come, but he went anyway because he felt like, from his perspective, as a man of God you know, that he, he needs to at least have the conversation as opposed to shrinking back from it. Well, all right. <laughs> you, That's all you I just, wanted to bring you up. You ended the dead right, enough of that. Boom. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, these, I don't know. These aren't people who don't know what they're getting into. They've been in public life long enough to know that there's spin, there's a spin cycle, there's there are ways that things are framed, and they have to determine whether they want to become victimized by that or not uh, for the purpose of whatever their greater interest happens to be. So, I mean, that's, that's and that's not even the third layer. So that was just the, the second layer. So we got the optics part, we have the backlash part, and now we have what they were actually talking about. Okay. At the meeting, yeah. right? They were discussing prison reform at the meeting. And I think that, again, gets glossed over by Don Lemon and his ilk. And again, I'm not trying to pick on Don Lemon. I'm just saying he represents that mindset, that ideology. Yeah, he, and I, I mean, I would go so far as to say that he didn't gloss over it. He didn't touch it at all. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. He didn't really, he, he, he kind of sidestepped he, he, that joint. He, yeah, he just, he, he completely ignored it. Yep, he focused on the controversial part. Completely and ignored he it. He focused on the ratings that he would get, and he got those ratings, I presume. Oh yeah, I mean, with the videos viral, all over yeah, the place. it's yes. all over the internet. Yeah, but it's just like this is so. So here's here's another controversial statement. Again, like similar to the fake news thing. So forty five is having a meeting with these guys to discuss prison reform, which you know, as limited as it probably is, without actual prison people being in the meeting. Um, it's something that Obama didn't do, right? I know I might have just pissed some people off right there with that, but Trump is having a meeting with black pastors to discuss prison reform for their constituency. So you're saying that Don, that uh, uh, Obama didn't have a meeting with black pastors to discuss prison reform, 
But you're not saying that Obama didn't do no. anything regarding prison no, reform? No, not that he's saying he's okay, not doing go. anything regarding prison. Because a lot of prison reform is not just reforming the system, of right? Course. It's helping these guys who are in these communities to potentially prevent people from going to prison, right? Yeah. You know, so again, take out Trump out of that meeting and put Obama in that meeting. All of a sudden, it's like, yeah. You see what I'm saying? All of the people that had the backlash from the optics would be like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, the brothers getting together. Yeah. Take Obama out, insert Trump into the same meeting. The same exact meeting, all of a sudden, how could you? You cooning. You, you know, you, you, whatever. And so it's like, but the meat of what they were discussing, guys, you, do y'all have anything to say about the actual fact that yeah, that's good Trump point. is just even willing to touch on prison reform? So, you see and, what I'm saying? Well, and to be specific, to be specific, they're uh, in that policy, first step act policy, there are certain addendums, certain items that well, one in particular is uh, helps to incentivize and lower people's um, sentencing or based off of good behavior, an improvement upon what already exists. There's a, a there's a mathematical improvement uh, for to be able to accumulate more days, uh, way more days off of your 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 um, sentence date uh, or not your sentence date but your release date, and then. Um, and then there are also there, there, there's also um, um, policy that allows for the hiring of prisoners across state lines, which is something that doesn't exist right currently. Now, yeah. So that right there helps to be able to train um, train train prisoners to be able to have skills to to be able, once they leave. Um, there 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 are um, other there there are other things that are in that policy. That um, oh yeah, there's also uh, an out. There's also um, when that policy gets or should that policy get enacted, based off of the stipulation in the policy, there may be four thousand. There may be approximately four thousand prisoners that would be released day one. That policy is implemented into law day mm -hmm. one, good and that's, that's it's, it. Doesn't stop at four thousand. That's yeah. just the people that's just going to the 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 watershed that that. Um, that that policy would release, and then th it might it, get to seven thousand. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but overall, but overall, it's um, it it's an incentive to reduce recidivism. Recidivism, you know what I'm trying to say. Recidivism, yeah. So you're saying that those the, that those policies or those things that are enacted to prevent recidivism will have happened prior to the release of these first these initial four thousand. Yet, huh? Wait, what? Basically, <laughs> everything that they're doing to um, prevent recidivism by, uh -huh. for example, providing job training and, and that sort of uh -huh. thing will have happened, of course, prior to the release of the after. initial. After. 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 No, the, mm. the initial release of 4,000 will happen day one. Day one. All, all yeah. of that in house stuff is something that would go on in memorial. Mm. Like, the, okay. It's an improvement on the system. I'm okay. just saying, like they they had this this with those improvements, four thousand will be re released day one. Do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? I understand. So, I, I just thought that those types of things would have happened prior to release, rather than releasing them and then saying, okay, now well, it, let's hurry up and put you well, in a good situation. Well, that's so it's recognizing that there are people that are probably street ready now. That's okay. You do, do you understand? Whereas, Who are just still just remaining? Yeah, they're in, just remaining yeah. in prison. So so whereas President Obama. He um he he um 
expedited the sentences yeah. or uh, provided clemency, clemency. That's what he provided. Yeah, yeah he provided mm-hmm. clemency to, it added up to a little over a thousand people. So that's over the course of his eight years, mm. about a thousand people, right. right? Which no president really did. So that so at that point you can say, okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. But if that's if that's if that's good, then what is four thousand more day one with more to, to with come? Potential for more. Yeah, to with, come with, out. yeah. Well, definitely more will be coming out as uh, for the next, you know, hmm. however long. How, I mean, for now until the, the it's eternity, like I just or at least until twenty twenty. Right? I mean, not no only you know laws yeah, are yeah, implemented, yeah, 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 then yeah. they're hard to uh, peel back. But but I so so to your point, I just wanted to get to the specifics yeah, yeah, for yeah. the listener to be able to have something to walk away with. Like, oh, okay, it's yeah, more than I, just I, I, agree. I like white people. I I you know black people, white people should get along. Like, no, let's just focus on the issue. The, yeah, it, yeah the and it might and it might actually also be more than just the things that he enacted that we disagree with. So you have a man like 45 who actually is capable whether mm-hmm. regardless of motive of putting the, uh, of implementing a policy like this or at least bringing it to Congress if it's going to end up uh, going into some sort of right. uh, uh, judicial, you know, pro- or legislative process. And here's the 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 nuanced part that I, you know, that sometimes and like I said I wasn't trying to call anybody dumb. Um, so if any, I hope anybody didn't take it that way. Although, you know, I don't mind pissing people off. So, you know, who knows? Maybe I did say that. Whatever. I just can't believe these men no. just were, you know, clueless. <sighs> you That's know, all. honestly, talking with enough church leaders, you'll be surprised what some of them think. Honestly, Eve, I mean, you'll be, you'll be surprised what some of these guys think, some of the mindsets that they have. And my, my only, you know, cynicism to the meeting, although the content was extremely good, is I wonder how much of it can actually be implemented. Because for people who don't know, the federal government contracts out with private organizations and private companies to build prisons. Like There are private companies out there right now, ladies and gentlemen, that build private prisons, that build and run private prisons. So you're talking about the prison industrial complex. Exactly. You can go look that stuff up. So I just wonder, once the president leaves this meeting he has to go meet with them cats who cut checks sure, sure. you know and who lobby but congressmen specifically corrections uh corporation of america like exactly CCA. yes but then there are also um these organizations like the bureau of prisons there's the federal prison industries uh those those organizations that he has to he has to work with uh-huh. exactly and so you know one of the, one of the things that people don't realize and just um, this is a really really overview you know 5,000 feet up in the air view of the way that the the government a lot of times does things is they'll sit in a meeting like this and decide we're going to do x y and z then they go out and they talk to a company like the company I work for it just happens to be in a different industry and they'll say hey what are your thoughts on this how can you best implement this that company will say we can do A, B, and C. We can't do D, E, and F and still make our bottom line, which is making this bread. So if you want us to do A, B, and C, we'll do that. And so a lot of times when we see these things and a lot of it does not get implemented and we say, hey, but I thought they said so on and so forth, is because in actuality, the government is not going to be doing it. The government is not going to be doing that work. They're going to contract that work out to a private company and the company will be willing to do what they're willing to do and what they're not willing to do, they are not willing to do it, right? So like the wall, right? 45 was beating his chest about the wall. This is the industry I work in. I knew that wasn't going to work because first of all, the number you're throwing around is probably going to be double that. 
just because it's the government, right? So I understand that the that the meat of the meeting was very good in theory. Theoretically, these are excellent ideas, but without those types of people, the CCAs of the world being in that meeting, I'm just really pessimistic as to how much of that can actually be put into place. Because ultimately, if I release 4,000 guys on day one and then another 4,000 on day 50, whatever, I'm just throwing out random numbers, that's money out of their pocket. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? They're going to be losing dollars. They're going to be losing government contracts. They're going to be losing the incentive that they have to build these private prisons. So they're going to say, you know what, all of those items on your list from your meeting with those pastors, we are not willing to implement one-third of them or two-thirds of them because of these things. So I think people need to understand that piece of it as well. As well as the lobbying efforts, you know, on the part of private companies that would say that we see something coming down the pike, so therefore we're going to, you know, put some money into lobbying uh, various constituents against this, what it is yeah. that uh, that's happening. And uh, just wanted to get back a little bit to the way that bureaucracies work, because I know someone personally who works in uh, an exec- what would be the equivalent of a governor's office, mm-hmm. and what tends to happen, and this has been going, this is just the way that these uh, bureaucracies work, is that an idea is put forth, to the public, and then there's a backpedaling to figure out how they can get this idea out. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of before they come to the public with the idea, such as the one that Trump uh, is talking about, uh, they make sure that all the ducks are in a row, that every consideration is made, then you bring it out to the public. No. Uh, in her office, it doesn't work like that. The The chief executive or, or you know, the, govern, the equivalent of the governor of that particular state will, will implement something or bring something out to the public, and then when the public seems to eat it up, then they'll try to find a way to make it happen, and it ends up being shoddy because they're trying to get things together as quickly as possible um, after the fact. So, you know, for cit- regular citizens actually don't know that all that scrambling is happening uh, in basically reverse order than one, one, what one would expect. Oh, yeah. I mean, because they, the, the, the politicians, they, they may have a great idea. I'm, I'm not going to be that negative. I know I'm cynical, but I'm not going to be. Sometimes they have great ideas. They may say, hey, let's do this. You're like, oh, yeah, that is a really good idea. But there are very rich and wealthy and powerful people behind the scenes, and you're right, that make them have to backpedal and scramble now to say, wait a minute, oh, shoot, we can't do this, we can't do that, because this guy is, you know, (laughs) he's cutting checks over here, and now we have to try to patch something else together that kind of looks like it, but it's got a bunch of duct tape and, you know, and crazy glue to, to make it work. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's where I was saying where I don't I'm not sure if those religious leaders had all of that piece in mind. They're just going ideologically saying, yes, this is a good idea. We need to sit with the president and we're going to make these things pop off. You need to probably sit down and have a better understanding of how these other pieces in, you know, integrate into this whole picture so that, at you know, six months from now, a year from now, four years from now, we're not looking back saying, hey, remember they were talking about releasing 4,000 guys on day one? What the heck ever happened to that? Well, that's all. If it, that being the case, then nothing's going to, you know, nothing's going to happen. Well, um, one nothing's th- going to. 
Well, I was just going to mention Harry Jack because you're mentioning nothing, and I understand what the perspective that you're coming from, but I also was looking at the interview with Bishop Harry Jackson, who was also at that table, and one thing that he was encouraging pastors to do, just from the perspective of what they have control over, as he was putting out a call that each church um, uh, work with two of these released former inmates or returning citizens as they're called um, and specifically to provide the the resources that they need so that they won't end up back in the system. And so, and I think that the reason he mentioned too is because he did the math and he saw that when he looked at two per church, you know, that would be a tremendous impact. So from, even if from a governmental perspective, there's some holes, you know, on the ground, you know, what can, when, what can local churches do to help with this? Yeah, yeah. Um, for for that for that, I would say that I think that that's a good thing. Uh, I I would say uh, plan plan is important. I mean, is it going to get tossed around? Is it going to get burnt up? As AJ saying, is it actually not going to take place? I, I I don't disagree with that. I know that those things take place. Mm-hmm. I know this. I I know that there's a um there's a fourth dimension. I know I, I know a lot <laughs> about what's going on. You know, and um I'm, I I try to move by that fourth dimension, but with that said, with that said, I exist within this third dimension, mm-hmm. and so I have to be able to n- know what's going on for better or for worse, and be able to uh, execute when I'm called upon, and protect my situation, protect my family, and I mean that's you know that's just kind of where it is. I, I can't control those backdoor deals, right, right, mm-hmm. you know, but I can't control what I can control, and so I have to. Certainly be aware, okay, if backdoor deal, deal is happening, then I have to prepare myself for, there's a possibility, it's, expect the unexpected. Right. There's a possibility that something could be coming around from behind. That's why I need to set up a rear view mirror or something like, and these are things that people aren't going to tell you. Right, right, right. You know? Um, so I would hope that when people listen to this podcast, they know to set up, you know, set up these contingency plans or just understand that things do not work as advertised. Yeah. They don't work as advertised. But I, I, I'm saying, like, at least understand the advertising so you can know how to engage and battle with what it is that you're dealing with. Do you, you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely. So, yeah. yeah. So we're back, we're back, we're back. And, um, you know, just to put a, a, a pin on the discussion with, you know, John Gray and Don Lemon and the president and all that, you know, I know there's going to be a lot of people that's going to say, hey, these brothers did the crime, they got to do the time, right? Why should I care what their conditions are when they're in prison, how long their sentences are, why should I care? I'm caring about the victim. That's a real mentality, and I think yeah, that, they're saying why 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 do we even have this discussion? Yeah, why, why are we even, even have having a forum about prisoners? These are criminals. These are criminals, and so we just have to remember, even though someone has committed a crime, no matter what the crime is, they don't deserve to be treated inhumanely. And I think we have to, you know, we have to remember that whether that's keeping them in a sentence way beyond what it probably should be, or keeping them in conditions that are just inhumane. I think we have to. We have to be able to treat people humanely, and so I think that's why that garners that level of discussion. Yeah, in addition to that, you don't want to send people to criminal college. 
So you, you <laughs> very don't, important. Do you, yeah. you don't want to you 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 put people away and you abstract them out, and then you want to make sure that there's a level of restoration yeah. that takes place because that's going to benefit you and your family when that person completes their sentence, as opposed to throwing them away and then allowing them to be able to because you know life life is always going to exist so they're there and then they're around more hardened criminals and they're attacked they're not protected they're 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 they're, they have to level up in that environment and they gain those kinds of skills and then when they Mm -hmm. are released if they're released then they are not they're maladjusted to society they don't they're not um socialized in a way in which you know you're gonna you're just gonna do what you know exactly so and that's exactly what happens in new york at rikers island just as an example Mm -hmm. you have people who are there for years simply because their families are in poverty and can't come up with five thousand dollars to release you while you're awaiting trial well while you're in there just like with you know some of the people who have uh who've had um uh, films about them over the last uh, year or so, you know, while you're in there, you are on survival mode. And right. as you just said, you're trying to develop skills to survive. And then what? You're supposed to just yeah, switch Khalif that Browder. off. Yeah. Khalif, Bra- Khalif and, Browder. And, yeah. Like yeah. That, that, you just that, switch yeah. that off when you're finally really, I mean, th- you know, that's right. difficult yeah, at Yeah, we just best. have to be, yeah. So I, I think at the end of the day, people, you know, for those listening who might have that ideology, who might just say, hey, you do the crime, do the time. I don't care. I want to throw you out like trash and not really think about you, we have to think about them because they're, they're, they're human beings as, as well. I mean, I think this lends itself to like the police shootings and when people say, well, you shouldn't be running from the cops in the first place, so you deserve to get blasted in yeah. the street like an animal. That's it's like, in- again, it's, it's inhumane thinking. And so I would say- For, for the crime people, of running away. Yeah, for, for right, people I, I, who I think like that. I got something to say about that. Yeah, but, yes. but the crime of running away. So the fact that you ran or that, or, or that you use, like Bob Marley says in one of his songs, you actually use your, like your body has certain- reflex actions but because of that you deserve to be dead uh i don't know so for for people who think like that you know and and this goes into what we're going to talk about next i think that says more about you than it does about them you know if 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 you can you know especially for the believer you know because again when when i look at these things and i'll see the way believers respond and i'm like for you to look at somebody getting blasted in the street right by the police or getting beat down or whatever, whatever the situation is. And we, I'm not trying to rehash every single incident that we've seen over the last four or five years. But your response, the response out of your heart says more about you than it does about that situation. I have to look at that and be like, man, that's really cruddy, right? Like I have to have that level of humanity in me. But if I can look at that and be like, well, shouldn't have been running. <laughs> that, that's his own fault. Whoa, whoa, bro, whoa. Like that's... That's revealing an aspect in your heart. Forget whatever they were doing. You can't have that level of response, right, to be able to be like, like th- think about the, the Lord when they caught the woman in adultery and they brought, and they brought her kicking and screaming to Jesus. And, he, you know, he could have been like, well, she was in them drawers. You shouldn't have been in them drawers, honey. That's, that's your problem. No, that's not, you see what I'm saying? That's not the response. Like, we have to have a different level of response. I'm not trying to get into no Bible study, but we all know, you know, for those who read the scriptures, you understand what took place. Um, And I think that when you see things, even if the person is guilty of the crime, even if they are guilty. There's a process. There's a process, and you have to have humanity in that process. Yeah, even if what they did was inhumane, 
did again is it is there a, com a proper comparison they might have done something first of all we didn't even determine yet we didn't get to sentencing or to the trial but say that they did something inhumane against a victim so what is the comparable punishment for that and so people you know the thing is is that i think a lot of people in society don't realize that most people who are put away are not put away for capital crimes or their equivalent so they will be back in society the question is what type of person do you want back in society so let's so let's let's go into our, our next point. And this is going to for those listening, this is going to be probably a multi episode topic. But we thought it was a good segue from the previous issue to sort of sort of go, going into this because we we look at ourselves as kind of an anomaly. And what we want to talk about is two things. We, we want to talk about the idea of Black Lives Matter versus the organization Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes that those two things get conflated as the same thing, and they're not. I don't think they are. Right? Um, there is an or, there is an official organization, Capital BLM. Uh, yeah, Capital BLM. The hashtag BLM that gets the little dots on Twitter when you when you hashtag it or whatever. Right? It's an organization with an agenda, um, and then there's the idea that killing, shooting, maiming black bodies in the street is inhumane. Right. And I, I would, you know, garner to say that most of us agree with that concept that, yo, you shouldn't just be allowed, whether you have a badge or not, you cannot be allowed to just dismember black bodies in the street, black and brown bodies. Because for those of who I, I got some friends that live on the southern border and when you live down there, it ain't black folks. They they killing Mexicans like it like it's cheddar cheese out there. It's, it's not a game. And you do some some reading, you know, we think it's just all black folk. Anybody who's in Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, Southern Cali, on that southern border, it's not a game if you happen to be Mexican. So we have to have some humanity. So that's the ideology. The the ideology um that black and brown bodies should not be killed, dismembered, etc. in the streets. Exposed for, to the elements know, for five hours. On public display is wrong, right? It's it's wrong, right? And we we have to have some humanity. Now that is not the organization. So I wanted to put that out there as a disclaimer, um, as uh, with some uh distinction, you know, that it's not the organization. Now, there's an organization <laughs> there there is an organization and this is where you know listen we're an equal opportunity employer here at across the <laughs> intersection we are as i stated last week our our shade is pretty wide um and because i can, you know i'm working to look at things objectively more and more the the more mature that i get i can look at black lives matter and say you know what yeah, I don't jive with everything that y'all talking about. Is it because you have questions about the source, the funding, the, you know, what, what, where is the question mark for you? Um, well, first thing is question marks. <laughs> where are the question marks? Um, where do they come from? <sighs> you know, so there, there were issues about whether the Koch brothers had, had funded so, them yeah. and all that. So some so people I, just push it out for that reason. Go ahead, because I've been talking too well, much. Well, I, I don't want to get into the Koch brothers stuff because that might be a little far away from people's thoughts. But just to point, just to bring it back to, uh, or just to make it a little bit more understandable for someone who gets sees Black Lives Matter, agrees, and then goes along with um with the 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 people in which that uh, uh, a cost that 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 statement 
that's called hegemony. And again, I want to bring up this term hegemony or hegemony. Uh, that is when you side with something without understanding what it is. That's called hegemony or hegemony. Well, you're coerced into following you, something. You're not yeah. coerced. You're not coerced. You like, believe in one thing yes. and then you just kind of take and everything. You, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yes. And you don't, you may or may not be aware that you are, that you are. Co-signing yeah, all of those yes. uh, yeah. policies yes. that they have and the, and the methods it's that they a, yes. enact what they want to enact. It is a psychological operation. Yes. This is a, this is real political strategy, real militaristic strategy. It's called hegemony. And. So what Black Lives Matter is, is it is a hegemonist attempt to um, to galvanize the black community to be opposed to our government. That's what Black Lives Matter is. And for those, for those who... What are you talking about, Willis? Where did you get that information Well, hold on. From? So to, to, to Avery's point, I actually pulled down their guiding principles okay. off, the, uh, <laughs> off the website. Okay. So, Here's here's some of their guiding principles. I'm, I'm BlackLivesMatter.com. Um, diversity, which we went into a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> you know, it's the 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 wrong terminology. That, you know, they they won't say unity, which is what they mean, right? But they can't say unity, so they're using diversity. Exactly. Yeah. Um, restorative justice. See, they so you kind of mix in some good with some bad. So you'll say, oh yeah, I'm for restorative justice, but are you for globalism? Because that's right next to it. That's the very next one. Um, so there's diversity, restorative justice, globalism. And what does globalism mean? What do they define oh, that as? Oh boy, they don't define it here. But you know, we could define it. And I so, guarantee you, if people understood what globalism meant and how that meant you would suffer economically, etc., um, we we wouldn't be all BLM. Yes, um, it's a, it, and just to keep it short, globalism means one world government. That's what one world, yeah. One world, everything. One world economy. Yeah, one world government. One yeah. world government. Yeah. Well, that's, that's okay. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. that fits under a one, one world, world government. government. Yes. So we got globalism. We got queer affirming. We and if you want to go back and listen to a few episodes ago, we did a, a, a right. long uh, series on the LGBT queasy. Yep. That gets into Alfred Kinsey and the sexual and revolution all and and all those other yeah. things, pornography, all of that. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's all within there. Pederasty. All of that is in that queer theory. By the way, there's a, I don't know if y'all seen the TED Talks seen about um, accepting. Yeah, okay, yeah. Pedophilia. I told you. I, hey, I told you. I um, told you. <laughs> so they got uh, queer. So it says queer affirming. Queer not, affirming. Just, not just that you have to tolerate or that you have tolerance. You have to affirm. Exactly. It's affirm. You have to affirm again. and tolerance are two you different words. This is oh, a, that's interesting. Remember we talked about people looking at the terminology. Remember we talked about Pride Month versus History Month. Yes. AJ, at, I'm going to tell you what you need term. to affirm. Like, I'm going to tell you what you should be affirming. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. Yes. So let's keep going. Un unapologetically black. Eh, okay. So if, a, you know, I listen, I've been robbed by black dudes. I've lived in New York and I've lived in D.C. I've been robbed at gunpoint by black dudes. Everything black ain't right. Everything black ain't all good. So let's just, let's yeah. kill that noise. And Miss me with that. Un unapologetically black is one of these statements that doesn't mean anything. That It's, it's like, it's just, yeah, I'm unapologetically black. What does that mean? Well, I don't know. I guess I just like to wear my hair natural and like to swag surf. And, and wear dashikis. And, and, and you go know, see. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean anything of substance. Collective value is the next one. Not really sure what that means. Yeah, yeah. Um, empathy. Yeah. Okay. See, this is where they, they, they mix in good with the bad. 
Because empathy is just like one of their things. Loving engagement, okay, I can I follow you with that, but here we go again. So transgender affirming. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm going to tell you, to your point, Eve, I'm going to tell you what you're going to affirm. Yeah. And- um, well, hold on. The, the, the last three are black villages. Okay. That's a whole diaspora issue that we probably need to discuss well- at a later date. Um, black women, black families, and intergenerational. Now, I just generational what wealth intergenerational it just what? says intergenerational the, I, the, again to Avery's point these are ambiguous statements these are ambiguous terms without that you can't really put me to I would just say two things when I read when I read these guiding principles one I don't see black men one you don't see that on there that's not one of them Critical. And, and two again because you can't have black families without black men so let's that's nonsense you know and if you're listening if i just pissed you off hey that's too bad well, um and I'm- then the the last thing was if i'm going to be queer affirming and transgender affirming how can i be intergenerational that's actually a paradoxical exactly. argument exactly. because you don't, you cannot create another generation. Exactly. If I'm affirming queer and affirming transgender, you by definition are not intergenerational. A- abs- absolutely. Because we can't create another generation. So how, if, how are we intergenerational? If you're, trans, if you're transgender affirming, then that means that you're affirming someone cutting off their penis and having it inverted into a <laughs> vagina. There's an NPR article. I know. There's videos of yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I haven't that. seen videos. That's not what, I, not what I'm into, but if that's you, Well, no. Then... Some, somebody sent me uh, the surgery. Like, they have yeah. a surgical yeah. procedure. Yeah. yeah. Not it's, that i Right, <laughs> yeah. And it used to be called a sex change operation. Yeah. And then now it's called uh, gender confirmation surgery. Yeah. So they're, they're, see, it's all political. It's all to it's all to to to, to change and persuade you to have that's, this. That's not what I'm into either. I just want to make sure that. Okay. People... <laughs> yeah. To 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 persuade you into accepting things and wish that if you knew what it really was, you wouldn't you would be against it. And that this is. I would just... like to do a poll. I want to know how many people who have actually gone to a capital BLM um, rally or a meeting or have gotten involved actually knew about those particular principles. Basically, when we prepared for this, that was my first time seeing what you're talking about. So I knew... I, I've, and, I've you've been, all, I've, and you've been involved. I've so been you know involved. I've been involved and been in things and, and sat in and things. Prior and prior to doing that, did you see that? Or like, did you do enough research to see no, that? Okay. No. Did, let, me, let me say yeah. this. The, and, and this is this is again this is just to break down what hegemony is for the listener to be able to be like oh yeah I guess I this does apply to me and it's not just some far abstract thing Coke brothers blah 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 right like this is what hegemony is and so to answer your question straight up there were there, no no I did not know you jumped oh, on that phrase Black did, Lives Matter and said let's do I this I did I did and and you when, didn't see him out there breaking the windows and so, all. No, come on man so so <laughs> So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Without even knowing all of this, yeah, there were things that I started to see while I was involved that I was like, "Yo, this kid, like what they're doing and what they're about is self sabotaging." I saw it, and the things in which that really opened my eyes was the um, the spirit of the Lord. It was it was the deposits that were made in me as a believer in the Most High as. Um, as as from from the book of proverbs and the and, and and the and the and the lessons of my lord and savior Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ all those things in which that I learned as a child growing up right in, Bi- in 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 bible bible school or, or or uh 
in college, being involved in, in my Bible studies and whatnot, all those things that were put into me as a teenager and a young adult uh, in my early 20s, I started to see the, the, the fruit or the manifestations, rather, of the works of the flesh of people who did not have those deposits. Yeah. And then they're sitting here and they're trying to lead a revolution, but they cannot lead their own home. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And that happens across the board. It's not just Black Lives Matter, but it happened, you know, throughout last century with various movements, you know. And, and it happens even in churches where a person is leading but not leading uh, their home. So, you yes. know, for when it comes to leadership, when people have big ideas about a movement in nation building, of course, you know, the fact that they're spending so much time doing that prevents them from starting from what's what's at home. I just don't, so you know as we you know we're saying we're we're gonna spend probably at least another episode going into this a little bit deeper. But what we don't want is for you guys listening, you guys and ladies listening, is to fall for the okie doke. Just don't fall for the okie. It's yeah. okay to have empathy to say, man, they are murking black bodies in the street. What can I do? Right? That's a that's a natural human response. You look at I mean, listen. If you got two eyes, you see what's going on. And you say, man, what do I do? What can I do? And then you see capital BLM and you get caught in the hegemony yeah. and you just start getting into things without first sitting down and critically analyzing objectively saying, you know what? Mm, these cats are into some other stuff and I'm not. Or just really- asking the question, oh, I think I want to join this organization. What are they about? Yeah. Yeah. They're, if you notice, um, pretty much every, if you just go to blacklivesmatter.com slash about slash her story, something along those lines. You, you need to look. They they change history to her story. Uh-huh. Uh, if you are ever involved in any Black Lives Matter event, um, you'll notice that um, there are um, women who are portraying are are well, they're lesbians that are um, running the organizations. They run the local chapters for the most part, uh, and just just kind of just just observe, just observe and see what's going on, like. You might find you might find that the only thing that you have in common with this group of people is the color of your skin, and everything else is different. There, the I wanted to to talk about this whole bodies in the street thing. Mm-hmm. If you look at what happened, this happened in Montgomery County. Um, I want people to look it up. Anand Bad Gujar. Again, for those listening, we're in the D.C. area, yeah. so Montgomery County is uh, one of the uh, suburbs. Of yes, police um, police officer named um, Anand A N A N D Bad Gujar. Some along those lines. B A D G U J A R. It's an Indian police officer who was called to um, to an uh, apartment complex, townhome complex in Montgomery County. And there was someone who was reported as being suspicious, right? Now, as it turns out, um, the you, you need to just go and look at that video. You need to go and look at that video. And I don't even really want to explain it. I just want you to go and look at it so you understand. Now, some people may have heard of it, heard of it already. But you need to go look at that video and then go and, and just go in the timeline and see how Black Lives Matter responded to that. Okay. And and you will see the level of I'll just I, you'll see the level of manipulation, the psychological operation that um, Black Lives Matter um, pro, um, is doing to us as a black community. Um, that I have I, you need to understand that with the social media era, and 
a lot of people who are behind these accounts, they are manipulating us. First of all, how many do we even know? You know, like who is behind these you, accounts? No, you don't. You not 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 all the time. Um, and, and you you have to understand, it could be somebody from, and I you know you hear this whole Russian bot thing. I'm not necessarily talking about Russian bots. I'm talking about like you have people that are. Like you heard about that Black Lives Matter Facebook account was being run by that white Australian. Yeah. And he, it was for divisiveness. It was for divisiveness to constantly to to bring down the United States. That is the goal. That is the goal. So Black Lives Matter is a very precise effort that is a te- that is put up against us as a black community to constantly foment hate. To constantly remind us of us being less than, of us being hurt, of us going through slavery and the white man's being this and that and the other. It's to constantly keep us in a downtrodden state, to constantly remind us, remind us. And in many cases, they make stuff up so that they can advance their political, uh, 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 their, their, their policy. So, for example, there is a nine point plan, Black Lives Matter right or the movement for black lives whatever it's called right they have an actual education plan that is being pushed in urban communities that is being adopted by um boards by by um is it boards of education you know where people are, are volunteer from the community to be part of the district board of education for um, what is it called? The school board. The oh, school, school board. board. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. local school boards. Yeah. Like in Prince George's County. They are adopting these plans. And, and you can look it up. One of the things that is in, is in the plan is exactly what Amadi said. It's about um, uh, queer affirming and transgender affirming in public schools, in the public school system. They are teaching people how to, and I, I've seen this, this is happening in Fairfax County. They're teaching students in the as like the eighth grade, the seventh or eighth grade, about anal sex, about how to use a, a female condom uh, as a condom for anal sex. Yeah, so basically teach- under the guise of safety, under yeah, the guise under the, of yeah. the kids are going to do it anyway. Therefore, let's teach yeah, them how to do it more safely. Yeah, they're, they're, they're teaching these things. They're teaching these things outside of the. The, the desire of the parents. That's what they're doing. The parents want to well, be able to... the parents are given the option of opting out, but how many parents are checking their mail on a Most daily basis? Most parents don't even This is on yeah. a local level. Not necessarily. Not in all places. It, it, it's not. It's not. Like, this ideology is being forced. And it... It, well, I, the, what what I, what comes to mind yeah. um, in, is is that it, it, I think that when we you know one of the benefit of benefits of studying history is just to see um, a pattern, and why do we think that certain patterns that we know historically have taken place, like the infiltration of the Black Panthers and just a lot of different things, why do we think that that there are historic patterns in order to um, promote the interests of the elite? But we don't think that those patterns or those uh, things are being implemented now. And so, yes, getting your household in order, you know, doing what you can with your sphere of influence, not being so easily swayed. You know, there's just certain principles that each of us needs to set forth in our life to make sure that um, we're not falling for the okie doke, as AJ just said. And I think that's that's a good point. As we come around third base here, we're, we're going to get a, a little further into this. And, you know, as I've stated previously, I think that this is the manifestation, you know, and I'll and I'll put this onus back on believers and, and the body of believers. I think 
things like capital BLM is what can manifest when serious issues and serious things to tackle are left up to children. And when I say children, I mean the immature. I'm not talking about children in terms of your numerical age. I'm talking about in, in, in terms of your maturity. This is what happens when we as the body of believers choose to back out of a situation, right? And not take responsibility. Like going back to the, you know, the um, example of the Messiah when they brought that woman who was caught in adultery. What if the Lord had abdicated his responsibility and said, hey, listen, that ain't me. Take that to the local authorities. She might have got she she might have caught them stones. You see what I'm saying? She might have caught them stones. If he would have said, Hey, this is not my responsibility. I'm just here to preach the gospel. I'm just here to preach the good news, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what we do. And so we back out of these situations. We 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 totally back out of these situations. And then the immature come in and they grab it like fresh meat. Because if there's a vacuum, somebody yeah. will somebody will fill come that to vacuum. it. Yeah, somebody will fill it. And so now we have capital BLM and now we're seeing the the nefarious parts of it manifest and we're like wait but you had a chance you had a chance the scriptures say that the lord doesn't do anything in the earth without first revealing it to his servants so we had the opportunity to say yo this thing was tripping let's we talked about the the bob jones thing from like 40 years ago we had the opportunity we as the body of believers we had an opportunity to go out on the forefront and say yo we got to put an end to this but we chose not to we chose to pull back we chose to say hey i i got to build a, a large edifice and and, and i got to do this and do that all right keep doing this and do that keep running behind your you know 6 million dollar jets go right ahead now the immature come into the vacuum and absorb and meet the need cuz to a certain degree there is a need they're just meeting it in an immature way so we're going to go a little further into this, but I, I want to put that as a backdrop because most of the things I know me personally, when I talk about, I never give the body of believers the easy way out, which is to, uh, which is to point the finger. and You have a judgment comes first. Uh, exactly. Judgment comes first to the house of God. We, we, we like to take the posture of pointing fingers and say, hey, look at them. They're crazy. Hey, bro. Hey, sis. You had the chance to do this first and you chose not to. So. We're going to get more into capital BLM um, next week um, and, you know, really dissect it, how it's an arm of, you know, cultural Marxism and, and things to, to break down structure of society. So we're, we're, we're really going to dissect that. So me and everyone trying to kill ourselves earlier. We just wanted to get into it when we was going to get into it, but we are going to get into it. All right. So as always, we thank you guys for rocking with us. And listen, even in something like this, that's going to be a very touchy subject. We will keep God in the mix. So. That's why I had to put at least one Bible scripture in that joint just to make it <laughs> put some put some uh, some sugar on the vegetables for you. All right, but thank you guys for rocking with us. Uh, for Avery and Eve, this is AJ saying peace. Later. Peace, right. peace. Let's get started. I won't teach you. Let me set apart who is my people. The ones who set in their heart to be believers. Press on to the mark to follow Jesus. When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders. Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving Don't follow their feelings that'll be misleading they the ones that keeping it biblical Keep it 100 when others saying it's fictional A relational life, that is how it's scriptural A stay in the light while cats be living typical Integrity we chose cause folks is hypocritical Religious midwit, man that is how they picture you Wishing you would go the way of the extinctional You remind them too much of what they listen to 
this is how we should be. We live in sober. Wisely proceed as we be moving forward. We all want to call as we be getting older and rest in the Lord because we give on his shoulders. Hold him to his word and how we told him. Molded in the image that they beholding. Jehovah showed him how he to told him. The lion and the lamb at the same moment. We those who oppose the whole culture. The life that we chose can only catapult you. That's why our flows and shows they don't insult you. We leave the clothes and holes for all the vultures. The one who knows all will call exposure. Throw you all up so you can get closure. Your benefit is not to oppose him, but show him you're grateful just to know him. He sits at the helm of an unseen realm. Defies the plan because we couldn't save ourselves. Design of fig leaves, we look like elves. If the